0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, November 29th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. The message is by Father Ron Baird. So how many of you are ready for Christmas? Got everything done? All your decorations up, all your shopping done, everything bought, packages to wrap, cookies to bake, cards to send. It's amazing how many things we have to do to get ready for Christmas, isn't it? It's almost overwhelming. We do a lot of preparation to get ready for Christmas, and that's an appropriate thing to do during the season, because the season is the beginning of Advent, um, which means uh, coming, or expectation, or coming of the Lord, when we remember the coming of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that we remember um, at Christmas time when we celebrate that. But it's not just about Christmas, Um, even though we, we celebrate that and commemorate that every year, it's also about the next time that He will come, the second coming. And I wonder sometimes if we do justice to preparing ourselves for that coming in the same kind of way that we prepare ourselves for his coming at Christmas? You know, when you think about how much money we spend on Christmas and how much time we spend getting ready for it, how much time are we really spending getting ready for when he comes again to judge the living and the dead? What would you have to do to get ready for that? Live the right life? Good luck with that. I just, I've been having a problem myself. But. <laughs> hmm? Believe. But well, what would you do? What kind of preparation would you have? Pray. That's a good one. If you pray, that would be a good one. What was that? Confess your sins. Yeah, give up your sins. Repent. Bring others to Christ. Yeah, when He comes, there's not going to be a whole lot of time after that, so sure your last chance. There's one big one you're missing. Nope, not be baptized. Although that would give you good too if you haven't been. We just read from it. Read your Bible. Oh, yeah. So, why would you read your Bible? What's that got to do with when Jesus comes again to judge the living and the dead? Well, it has a lot to do with it, actually, because one of our problems is how will you know it's Him? Did you ever think about that? There have been lots of people who've come before who claimed to be the Messiah. You know, the end of the world, there have been lots of people who said they were the Messiah. There have been a lot of people who said that um, they knew when, the exact date, when the Messiah was going to come, and where, and where they had to go to be ready for it. None of them worked out too well, but there have been lots of people who've done that. You remember David Koresh in Waco, Texas, um, where the FBI ended up going and they set their own buildings on fire and, and committed suicide? Or Jim Jones in Guyana, where he had everybody drink the Kool-Aid that was poison. There have been lots of times when people say, I am he, but they weren't him. So how would you know if it was Jesus? And sometimes I think we, we go, well, if he has blonde hair and blue eyes, and long blonde hair and blue eyes, and, and looks real dreamy, like he's sort of spaced out all the time, that must be Jesus, because that's the way he's show him in the movies. But I'm not so sure that's the way he's going to look. What if he doesn't call himself Jesus? Y'all do know that's not his name, don't you? Mary never called him Jesus ever. She called him Yeshua. That was his name, Yeshua. As a matter of fact, his real title is Yeshua HaMashiach. So if he says, hi, I'm Yeshua, what would you say? Well, I'm looking for Jesus. I don't know who you are. Go away. See, sometimes I wonder if we would recognize Him. Well, one of the reasons why we read Scripture is so that we can get to know the Lord better. And as we get to know the Lord better, we, because we know His story. We know what He's like. We know how He behaves. We know the things that He does. And the more we get to know Him, the more likely it's going to be that we would actually recognize Him. Now, it would be nice, wouldn't it, if we could say, oh, that's going to be easy because He's going to be coming on top of a cloud like He's riding it like a hoverboard or something. Um, but frequently, that not in the way, things really work out too well. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, when they were talking about the first coming and the incarnation, nobody was looking for a baby who would just be born in Bethlehem. I mean, they knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, but nobody thought that, that this guy who was born in Bethlehem was anything significant. You know, they didn't understand. And even his own disciples, who he finally gathers around him, don't really understand what's going to happen. They don't get it until after he's raised from the dead. Even though he told them over and over and over again, it just didn't compute. And if you think about it, the end of time is going to be a lot like that. But one of the things that's going to happen at the end is that we will all stand before the great judgment throne of God. Now, if you had to go before a judge who was going to judge your guilt or innocence, what would you do to prepare? Dress up. Dress up. Make a good appearance. Hire a lawyer, yeah. Get a good lawyer. You're going to need one. Would you work with a lawyer any? or would What would you do if the lawyer said, "Ah, I don't need to know any of the details. We'll find out when we get there. They'll say, and I'll just wing it. You fire the lawyer, get another lawyer, right? So you prepare. You do things to to get yourself ready for for the judgment that might come. Because how do you want it to end up? In your favor, yeah. You want to not be declared not guilty. Or at least have a suspended sentence or something. I mean, something where you're not going to be in trouble. And we need to be preparing ourselves too. And so during this Advent season, when we talk about the coming, we're not just talking about the coming of the Christ child at Christmas time, because that was the first coming and it's happened and it's a wonderful thing to celebrate and to remember. But we also need to be just as serious about preparing ourselves for his second coming, for when he comes again. And even more so, we in preparation, one of the things that you'll know, whether or not you're prepared. Anybody here read the book of Revelation? Anybody here don't want to read the book of Revelation? <laughs> My wife always said, I don't want to like that book. The funny part about it is, is it's supposed to be good news. And that's part of the way you know if you're ready or not. Is that if you begin to see that if Jesus is coming back today, that's a good thing. You know, I have days like that. I don't know if you do. But there are days that things go on and I just think, Jesus, you can show up any time now because this place has gotten crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't it seems hopeless to me. But the when the Lord comes, we'll be redeemed. That's the good news. All of those who put their faith in his name, all of those who believe and follow him will be saved. And that's wonderful. That's a great thing. And so we don't have to be afraid of all those, you know, uh plagues and you know, famine and death and all those things that come along in the midst of that because those are really only being done so that people who are really hard hearted might turn to him you know, some people you have to get a 2 by 4 to get their attention they don't, they don't pay any attention at all and it's sort of like the last chance but for those of us who believe when we see those signs we'll know it's getting closer things are going to be good You know, Jesus is coming. And that's really what this first candle means. You know, in Advent, we light a candle every week. The first candle is the candle of hope. Because isn't that what we all kind of hope for? A day when the world will be a place where, you know, there isn't any war, where terrorists don't exist, where sin doesn't exist, where people don't yell at you on the highways. Um, You know, a place where, you know, robbers don't break in and steal your stuff. A place where people don't jump down each other's throats at the slightest little thing but actually care about each other and are there to help each other. A place where joy is normal, where we spend out our lives you know, truly happy, looking forward to getting up, looking forward to every moment of it. That's what the hope is about.